Welcome everyone. I am Jonathan Trowen. Welcome to another edition of Shared Humanity. We have Laura Kirby today. And I, I love the title you gave us, Laura, Mother, Dreamer, Believer. I just love so many people come up with all these, you know, they're this, they're that, and the sentence that everyone's supposed to create these these days. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I really love that, and I know you have, um, you, you know, your well, sh share your mission with us. You tell us what your mission is. Okay. Um, well, and I'll tell you. Start with those first three right away. Um, mother, just that, that's what I um, up and I'm 51 year old woman, but I have a 26 and a no. 27 and 23 year old daughters. You know, once they get past a certain age, you, you know, kind of uh, forget about that, but um, they are my heart, they're my soul. This tattoo here connects the three of us. Um, but prior to that, um, 30 years ago, um, I had made a choice to have an abortion. And that was something that um, was kind of, it's been part of my journey. It was um, the the catalyst to a lot of um, trauma and um, abuse I experienced in my marriage, my 22 year marriage. Um, I shared that with my, my ex-husband. Um, and, but it's something, a secret though, because of shame and guilt you hold in. And even though he used that as a tool, I more so as women, um, not all women that have gone through abortion feel the same um, sense of shame and guilt and grief and regret but for myself personally, that, you know, I was the one that pretty much held myself prisoner for all those years. That's why I threw myself into being a mom, being a wife, and just, you know, you jump all into that. But um, after coming out of my marriage and recovering from that, I just realized that's where I needed to get to the heart of, of where, you know, my low, low self-esteem, lack of self-confidence, all those stemmed from that. And that decision probably stemmed from that as well, because I just was afraid to talk to anybody. I was afraid of being, you know, judged. And, um, you know, so it's one of those things that you don't realize one decision can just, you know, it can, it can make such a difference in your life. So, so let, let, let's, let's take a step back. So, so how old were you? I, it was right before I turned 21. Right before I turned and 21. So, so you make the, this decision and, and, and you can, or, or you don't have to share why, um, if yeah. you want to, I welcome it. And if that's personal, I, I, I honor that as well. Um, and I'm also, you know, what, what did happen afterwards and what were your feelings afterwards? Well, actually, I mean, just going through the whole process, um, I went through it alone because, you know, I didn't want to tell anybody. And I drove myself there, drove myself home. Like, you're not, you're supposed to have somebody there drive you away from the experience, you know? Um, so kind of one of those things you kind of, I guess from that point on, I realized I've always just kind of dived into things and everything I do, I just take on myself. I don't always ask for help. Um, but I do remember, you know, as mothers, we have this intuition. My mom did have a sense of something, you know, I wasn't feeling good and I played it off years later when I finally did um, tell her after, after the marriage and everything coming out about that, um, you know, she always knew. But the, but the one person, so it was about two weeks maybe after is when I met my ex-husband at the time. And I'm somebody that wears my heart on my sleeve and that, that topic came up and I can't hold it back. So I feel like that could be, I've, you know, getting to this whole um, abortion topic and, and healing and finding people that have had that, you know, made that choice and 
Um, there's couples that made the choices together. I found out years later, the one person I was afraid to share that with, my brother actually had made that as a decision with his ex-girlfriend at the time. And it's not something that affected him. So, but I do know that <clears throat> feeling like that probably could, that could have been something that bonded us. But I think it's because I had my own issues of weakness. He had his own issues of weakness. So that was just an easy target for, it was an easy way, you know? So you were all living control. in secrecy. So you did your thing and lived it as a yeah. secret and he did his thing and lived it as a secret. Um, and, and so everyone's holding secrets. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's, yep, you just don't share. And that's, that's why my mission right now is just, even though there's topics, abortion is a topic, rape is a topic that's not, that's taboo, used to be taboo. All these topics, abuse, these are topics that we need to start talking about and sharing because that's the only way. Um, as you met, um, you met Tamara on the Beyond Boot Camp. Mm -hmm. And you know, that secret her son held in, not reaching out. And you know, I, my heart goes out to her. He took his life because living in, when we're living in things and we're not reaching out to others, you know, yeah. it's, it, I went through a lot of, you know, I know I would never have taken my own life, but I know I went there many, many times. You go there when you go through dark things and you hold those things in and you're worried about, you know, sharing them. Like I said, the one person I did share it with, unfortunately, he had his own issue, so it didn't, he used that as a tool against me. Um, he, you know, it was a taunting kind of thing. Of, oh, you, you know, weren't good enough, you weren't good enough. And then when my daughters were old enough, he had to share my secret with them. Um, but for myself and my daughters, it was a bonding thing. So it actually was a relief because I needed to have someone understand that. And, you know, my girls have just, part of this whole thing and this transformation and healing and growing is, is for my daughters to see the mother that I wasn't growing, you know, when they grew up, I want them to see a strong independent woman that's, you know, um, things are going to happen in life and we're going to, you know, have to just deal with them and, and not, you know, and my daughters and I not necessarily share the same views either. So, you know, uh, my mission is I, I can't, I don't like divide. So I don't like pro-life or pro-choice. My, my thing is pro-love because being a woman that's had an abortion, I can't judge anyone. Like, you know, I, unless you walk in someone's shoes, you don't know what they're going through. My only mission though, I did have a dream and my dream is to save as many babies as possible, save as many babies as possible. But that's by educating, making sure everyone knows the, the resources. There's so many groups, all the um, pregnancy clinics now they're offering. So that women are not going through it alone whether or not your family is not there or the church is not there, these communities, these groups, the pregnancy shelters I've worked at as uh, volunteers support after abortion because one in four women before the age of 45 have had an abortion. So there's a lot of women. And then 50% of those women have multiple abortion abortions. So it's, there is, there is, it's, and then, and you've known, like, I think it's like seven, I don't know how many percent, but you know, someone, someone, you know, someone that's had an abortion, even though it's, it's yeah. you've never, it's just, um, but I don't, if I feel like if they go through, no, they're not alone, get the help, get the edge, you know, these resources, they, if, if maybe the father doesn't want to be part of it or your family doesn't want to be part of it, they help you, you know, they'll help you through that. So you're not feeling like you're alone, like you feel like you can't do it. But well, at the bottom line, I just feel like maybe if they get to the, they, they offer counseling. I feel like a lot of people have deeper rooted issues is what causes them to make decisions like that. You know, well, making the, th the thing is, I mean, what you said is so powerful, though, and, and, and that's all that's true. But the angle that you take, I'm not I'm not pro-life. I'm not pro-choice. I'm pro-love. 
Like that is just a powerful place to come from because then you come from a place where I don't have moral authority to tell you what to do. I'm going to be in your shoes. I'm just going to shower you with love. And then you still get to choose what's going to be best for you. Um, And whatever you choose, you get to live with love as opposed to living with shame and a secret like you were forced to live with. Yeah, yeah. I like the way you put that. That's definitely, that is because like I said, my my desire, my wish is they they don't choose that because I want life for the babies because there's adoption, there's other options, but if not, I don't want them to just have, you know, make that choice and then walk away and then, you know, because they're not going to realize it's going to affect them. You know, I have met people that say it doesn't affect them, but you know, deep down anything that we hold in secret, we, there's, it's, it's going to come out in other areas and other forms. But anything we do affects yeah. us. Abortion, everything yeah. we do, yeah. everything we do affects us. And we're holding a secret. Just the fact that we hold a secret affects yeah. us. So, so yes, we, we, we can, we can have, have a goal of, okay, let, let's have as many beautiful babies in the world. And we can have the other goal, which it seems, you know, clearly that, that you're holding, which is whatever they decide when they walk out, they, they will not live with shame. They, they will not suffer. They will have our support and we'll be there for them because that's, that's the real horrible thing is people walking, <laughs> walking upright on the planet with shame and secrets and self-loathing. Like that's the problem that we need to fix. 100%. And, and, you're, and that's what you're doing, which I'm so grateful for. And it's so beautiful. What, Thank you. What, was, what was your transition? When did you move from a place of self-shame to this place where you can boldly share your story with people? Yeah, and that actually just happened a year ago. <laughs> um, and it's been a growth of transformation. My journey, my like healing journey um, started, well, my faith journey, I'll say, started 10 years ago. Um, I grew up in a home where, you know, my parents, you know, I knew God. I always yeah, knew God. He was in my heart, but I didn't feel God, as you say. And it wasn't until all the years of, of my marriage and the abuse and just looking, you know, you're, you're searching, you're trying to connect with people, connect with someone. And I remember joining a Bible study and the women, I was like 40 at the time. The women were like seventies, eighties, nineties. I, I felt so out of place, but not because of age, because they had such conviction in their, in their relationship with God. And I'm like, how do you have that? I just, and that also made me feel like worthless, like selfless. Like, you know, why do I have that connection? You know? Another reason I'm not good enough. Yeah, another reason I'm not good enough. They figured out something that I did, and again, here I am looking for God. Not good enough. Exactly. And so one day during one of the fights I had with my ex-husband, and it was I I always would find myself going towards church park. I would find myself driving to a church parking lot, you know, trying to find God. You know, one time I remember at the Catholic church, and I'm not knocking it. I went through the Catholic church route because my ex-husband asked me to go and things, but he never practiced. And we just went, it was kind of, for me, it was more formality. I never felt connection there, but I do remember one, one day going there and asking and the, the uh, pastor said, you know, the priest said, come back on Monday to the office. I just, I felt so like distraught. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I remember that day even going to a mental health institute and just 
take it. I just, somebody just said, I just know you just need to talk. I just, you're not a help, danger to yourself or others. You just need somebody to talk to. Just, you know, you can be here as long as you need to talk, you know? Um, so one day I found out about a group um, through the church and I had never been to this church, but they had a, it's outreach groups. A lot of church have outreach groups and some people don't even want to reach out to them because they're like, oh, well, I have all these things that the church is not going to accept me. Well, the church I went to in Florida was called Real Life Christian Church. And it was like, that, you know, you know, people with any kind of story that used to have any kind of past drugs, addiction, alcohol, abuse, coming with tattoos. You know, I felt, you know, I didn't know that when I went there, but I literally walked there. It was like three miles. And I'm like, I knew God was directing me there. And I went there and that's where my, that's where I just started getting a sense of, wow, there's something more going on. And I needed a deeper connection. And then you find out people in the church, you find out these women that have, they've all had come from these kind of stories, you know, they had come from stories of marriage where there was, you know, abuse or infidelity and none of them were perfect. And I'm like, oh, I finally started saying, well, I'm not, you know, so it just, it was many more years of with my ex-husband and, and um, there was a point where I, I, when everything kind of came to head besides um, verbal abuse and physical abuse, I found out about cheating and it was just, I just, you know, I broke down, but it was still, I didn't, I didn't, I felt like it was, I didn't take control of that. It didn't, it, I took him back after a couple months. Then it became even more difficult because he, it just, I didn't, when you take, when you try to fix something, you can't go back to the same way. It went right back to the same way. It wasn't saying, finding those tools that you really need to look at. I had deeper issues. He had deeper issues. We need to figure it out instead of going back to that same pattern. Uh, and so when we finally moved to the reason we moved from back from Florida to California is because he wanted to get me away from my church, from my family, from that, from the friends, from the support. But then I feel like the first time ever, it was my turn to say, okay, I'm walking away from this and I'm not turning back. And that was like six years ago. So, um, 2013. And then that was the divorce and all that. That was a very, very, you know, trying time. I, yeah, I went, I wasn't strong then either. You know, I would go, go in through the courthouse and they're like, Oh, you're the typical battered woman. So I was, I was a mess. I was a mess for many, many years. Um, but then I've always believed no matter when you come from a relationship like that, I still always believed in true love. The one thing I've grown up with as a young girl playing with Barbie and Ken dolls, watching, you know, romance movies, reading her. I just always believed in true love. I always believed that, you know, there's that one person out there that's just meant for everyone. Um, so I think that's why I held on for so long with my ex-husband. I, I don't hold anything against him. I just know he, he needed to work, you know, like I need, needed to do. I needed to work on myself. He needed to do the same. Otherwise, it was never going to work. You can't have, you know, one person still being broken and in a relationship trying to, like, repair it. You have to both realize you're broken, both be willing to, like, work on that. So I met my um, boyfriend um, that I know he's my life partner. I met him, like, four years ago. And the typical lore used to be just throw yourself into a relationship and that's your identity or throw yourself as a mother. That's your identity. I finally realized I have to find my own identity. So I didn't know why, but I went to, um, in Santa Monica, there's a lady named Michelle Soro. Um, I heard her on a podcast, um, with another woman, I believe in, you know, manifestation and, and all that. So I'd followed a woman called Sarah Prout. And she had Michelle on her, on her podcast. I'm like, wow, she's in Santa Monica. She's more close. She's more, you know, uh, visible, you know, maybe I could. And then when I found out she was having a free um, seminar for, about her live video sales mastery class, I had my daughter, my daughter, we walked, it was, if you remember Santa Monica, so you know, the promenade mm -hmm. and the mall there, 
there's a area it's called the dojo and nice and stuff and I, my daughter's I'm like I invite her to come along and she's like why are you going here what do you know anybody you don't have a business you don't I'm like no but there's some reason I'm coming <laughs> I didn't know what it was I didn't know same thing kind of like when I went to the church and I, I just knew there was a reason why so I get there and then um, having one of the girls that came there a young girl and then I shared later in my interview and then she heard it one night. it was just beautiful she shared openly about um, being raped um, in her family of growing, you know, growing up and things and, and work, how working through that and, you know, and helping other women. And she's a mother and with a young child. So I'm like, if this young girl, my daughter's age could talk openly about a subject that's normally taboo, this is why I'm here. I'm supposed to sign up for this class. And normally I don't financially, things don't always come to me easy. I've had to work really hard and, and it was a little bit of money, but I'm like, I, I need to invest in myself. I need to invest in, and learning how to speak about this subject and this topic. And, you know, I feel like that's the calling on my heart. So it was January 7th and 8th of last year. Um, and when I, when I go back and listen to the message that I listened to the recording, cause you can record it. I was a mess, you know, you just break, you know you're just breaking down. But what's beautiful about Michelle, she's amazing. And she just, she'll like not, you know she'll just keep working with you and, you know helping you figure that out. And um, it took, Oh, well, on my own after, because you walk away from that, then you still feel like, oh, I don't have money to invest in other areas to, to grow and coaching. And so I started feeling down again, feeling like, okay, wait, I have this voice now and I want to speak about this, but, and I have these ideas and dreams. I'm a believer, but how do I, how do I continue? What do I do? And I feel like actually when, when COVID hit, even though it's been a hard time for a lot of people, for me, it was kind of a reset. I wasn't working as hard at so many different jobs, <laughs> so many different things. I kind of um, just do a couple of things and it allowed me time to watch podcasts, listen to podcasts, um, get free coaching from this person or that person, or, you know, sign up for a free masterclass and, and just really like the be on TV bootcamp. It wasn't free, but it was $55. Come on. You can't, you can't beat that. It was amazing. And all those things are just continually to put yourself out here on camera <laughs> and feel comfortable talking about your subject, you know? So that's, it's been a, you know, it's been the, it was really a year ago that I openly talked with strangers about my story. And then I've since been using that and, and then feeling more comfortable on this camera. When I'm, I still have a hard time when I'm talking on a Zoom like this, I look directly at you always. But I know if I'm doing it myself, you're supposed to look at the eye of the camera. Oh, so I'm still, okay. trying, I'm still trying to figure that one out. But I have a conversation with you. I'm going to look at you in your eyes. <laughs> it's about the story. It's about yeah. the story. Those, those are little details. It's about the story. So, so you held the secret for decades. And there you are now, really, really sharing it after a lot of growth for the first time. What, what was that like? It, it, it was empowering. I mean, it was, it was hard because you're like, still like, oh my gosh, this is still a subject that's, you know, taboo. And, you know, I know people, you know, might judge me for it, but I don't judge myself anymore. And I, I don't want anyone else to judge themselves. And like I said, it was, I did go, so my ex-husband was the only person that knew for many, many years, then my daughter's. Then I finally said, okay, when I was going through all the struggles and uh, marriage, I did, there was a couple different times I tried to go to abortion healing. It wasn't the time. Everything in life is timing. Everything in life is when you're ready to go and when you're ready to do that. So when I finally did go to before, before to opening up to strangers, I did open up in an abortion healing class. Um, there's a place called Horizon Pregnancy Clinic in Huntington Beach. 
and I was volunteering there because a lot of women like when you have something that is on your heart, you usually tend to like volunteer and get back in those areas. So my goal was to work with other women, but they're like, well, we know you've gone through some healing before, but you haven't gone through, you know, abortion healing is a different ball game. So I signed up for that. And, and then there was like four of us in there. And, and so it is easier to talk. It's, you're still, you know, it's still hard because it's a, you know, it's a very emotional subject, but it's easier when people can understand, women can understand what you're going through. So it did feel really good to be even open that on a bigger platform and talk to strangers. And, and there were both men and women in the room and men and women are, you know, the, the uh, organization I'm really bonded with this year. Um, and they're, they're doing my dream on a bigger platform. It's called support, support after abortion. They're really trying to now get so many, it's called, you know, get compassion and collaboration and, and things going together with all these different organizations and, and also speak about the men side of it too. You know, because I, I personally had met after my ex-husband, I've met two men that abortion affected them in different ways. You know, um, one had his ex-wife had had abortion, but he couldn't have children, you know, so his children were adopted. He never got that sense of, and then when they split up, his children kind of turned against him because they didn't have, he's like, oh, well, you're not our real father. That's fine. So hurtful, you know, and another man, his girlfriend chose without him. So I've seen it on all sides. So I do know it exists. There's a painful secret that you know yeah it's not everyone it's emotional for everyone it's different obviously there's there's nothing inside of men but even you know um you know my wife we'd gone through ivf and you know when you do that there are a whole bunch more embryos that they store and then you know uh, we were lucky and 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 we have a beautiful son um but it then then you get this letter a year later that says, what do you want to do with these? <laughs> and, you know, and you, your choices are, are, are to, you, you can keep storing them, you donate them to, to science, you, you um, uh, destroy them or, or discard them. And it was, it was an emotional thing. We, we did, it's not like yeah. we decided right away, like, what, what do we yeah. do is we're, we're not going to have another, another baby. Um, you know, it, it was, they're emotional and I'm sure her, her experience with it, I have no doubt was different than my experience with it. Um, but you know, there, so there, there's, it, it, it's, you know, and, 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 and the quantum, you know, physics realm, you know, it's all connected, right? So part yeah. of me, is there what whether we even know it happened or not like if someone does it secretly even it's still yeah. in the quantum level it still affects us because um we're connected yeah and going back to that if you can kind of see a little shrine area behind me that's what i do like you feel like when you're going through these um you know before like i didn't try to go back there uh, when you go through the healing they have you try to go back and try to connect you try to decide when your baby was, you know, conceived when she would have been born or, you know, for me, she came up as a she, you know, she's a she that's just, I know it in my heart, you know? Um, So you come up with the date she would have been conceived, the date she would have been born, you come up with the name and then all those things just gives you a sense of what, this is just a way to connect. And so the message that I came up, so I had named her when I was actually in Stuart, when I was still married to my ex-husband, um, I was, I did appreciate one of the churches. Um, they came out with, the, they had a shrine for the unborn. And 
you could you donate and then have her name um, placed there, his name placed there. I didn't have the money to donate, but I wanted her there. And I, I asked them to put her name and that's at the time I named her. I purposely named her, I named her Lily. At the time I gave her was who else? And I was Lopez at the time, but I named her Lily Kirby. I gave her my last name because he wasn't part of that. that was, but also, so I felt shame because I didn't go there to, I, because I was embarrassed. So I didn't go there and I didn't financially contribute, but they still you know, put her there. So I was appreciative of that. Then when I went to the healing, they asked me for the, um, you do a celebration of life and then you have to write her name out. So I was like, going back, should it be one L, two Ls? How should I, because Lily can be with one L or two L's. I'm like, so even at that time, I put her as, you know, Lily with two L's. But it wasn't until I did the class a year ago, it just came to me. Love is loving yourself. That's Lily with one L. Oh, wow. So it, it's, <laughs> love. so it all comes together. Loving yourself. Love is loving yourself. And when I don't, you know, remember, like I said, I, I know for myself, I personally needed that message. I need that message on a continual basis. So wear my little necklace here with love on it. I have like perfume. We love, you just, you, I start, you start going out there and just whatever you need to give to yourself to like continue on with this. Cause I, I'm still trying to figure out like as a plot, like this is not something I want to do as a coaching or like, you know, I feel like when you're the whole purpose of going to those classes is like, Oh, to like sell a course to someone and say, sign up for me with me and I'll help you get through everything. I just want to speak about my subject and, and help other women. And so I just individually started connecting and reaching out. That's the beautiful thing about this online world. You can just start connecting with women that you know are hurting. You go, you read the post and you say, okay. So I reached out to a couple of girls and it's, 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 it's nice to know that you're helping someone else go through it. I just want to do it on a bigger scale, I guess, just because I think it's a bigger topic. And I think it's just something, there's just so much more that can be. Well, there's many. so many people, there's so many people who, who go through, who go through with abortion, but just also on the bigger scale of, of having something that they live with shame for in this secret. It's even beyond yeah. this. Um, I, I'm curious. So you, you, you have this love is loving yourself and Lily, um, which you, you can see it emanates from, from your heart now. Okay. You think you had to go through this in order to get there? Or if, if um, things would have been done differently, they made different decisions or didn't keep it a secret, um, you would have found another pathway to love is loving yourself. Right? Or did no, this happen? Yeah, yeah. No, I kind of, I'm on that, I'm on the, I kind of have that idea the sense that I'm supposed to everything in life. I do believe that everything in life you go through, there's a purpose and a reason. I, I do believe I had to go through what I went through. Um, even, you know, I have a uh, tattooed on my Bible, on my, on my wrist, my Bible verse after my, even, even before really diving into, because when I first was going through everything with my ex-husband and the divorce and all that, I, um, and, and just the abuse and cheating and all that, I, I believe then I had to go through all that. I'm like, okay, I was supposed to go through that. So I, I kind of feel like, I don't think I would have the conviction. I wouldn't have it to, to be, I, you know, I would say I love myself and I don't know if I would really truly because, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's not an easy thing in this world where of competition. Like right now too, I'm trying to use my platform and trying to speak about this and then, okay, well, I don't have, I have a big dream about turning some home, home into something else. There's a home that's in Seal Beach, California that's been sitting empty for like 30 some years. It's the only existing home in Seal Beach and um, 
you know, they say it's haunted even. I, I don't see a sense of haunted. I, every time I go, I go, when I need to reset, I go there. That's the space I go. I go to the beach right there. It's just, I can envision this place being transformed into something that gives back to, to the community somehow, some way. And so I started feeling like, no matter if I can do that, just keep putting it out there because other organizations, other, you know, companies can maybe do something with that because they have a lot, you know, they have a bigger impact. Um, but I still keep doing that. So I'm like, okay, in the meantime, I need to, you know, make money. I need to do something on the side to have a little income so I can, you know, so I'm like, I'm trying to do like a side business that's never been me and stuff. I'm like, but then again, you start comparing yourself. It's like, so we're constantly always comparing ourselves and like doubting ourselves, and, you know, and then feeling like, wow, you know, so I feel like I just, everything I've gone through in life, I've had to go through because I don't, I think I'd always, I would have always been stuck in that mindset of, I never used to, even until I met my, my boyfriend, you know, it's my, he's my life partner. We're together. We were meant to meet. He went through his own things. I went through my own things. We were meant to be meet when we went, when we did, you know? Yeah. Um, but I also knew that he's the one that's making me dream and, and believe in myself and going for more, not just being, okay, I'm here meant to be a wife and a mother or a partner. No, he's I'm meant for more. And, but I wouldn't have had that conviction if I hadn't gone through things that I've gone through. I don't think. No. Well, I, I picture that house as being the Lily house. That's what just came to me. It's it's Lily's house of healing. That's what I called it for the longest time. But I also now I said, I think it's Lily's house of healing light. Because I'm just like, when there's so much darkness in the world, the only thing that light is just that light. But I started realizing whether or not that comes to fruition or not, I can just, it's, I can be the light for anybody when that's, I'm just starting to connect with beautiful women that are going through things. And so, um, Yeah that's for me that's it's it's there i but i so i started like i whether i could put it in a book or a movie or write it just, it doesn't have to come to it doesn't it have to be you know real it doesn't have to come to reality I, but i know what i envision and what i see so i can it can come together in my own universe if i just write it and it's stuff you know but so, so for for someone who's out there watching listening um who's suffering with the secret and shame um, whether it's abortion or not, but how, suffering from that secret, what do you want to tell them? What do you want them to hear? Oh, no more. Stop that. Like as of today, no, just no more shame, no more guilt. And don't leave, just no matter what, don't keep that secret anymore. I know you might not feel that you can talk to your, you know, your family or people that are close to you even in this field, sometimes you, we don't connect with family and friends because they don't really understand. So find someone you go into, get into groups. There's, a, you know, support after abortion is one of the groups for, for abortion, but there's other groups for any, any group that you're into. There's even getting on a to uh, the comeback challenge or any of these challenges go in there. If you don't want to share your story, just start looking for others that are going through the same story reach out to them, connect with them one-on-one -on -one, say, Hey, would you want to, you know, I'm dealing with some shame and guilt and I've been through the same things you've been through, but I see you're on the other side. Can I, can we connect? Just start finding someone. Cause I can guarantee there's someone that's going through the, exactly what you're going through, exactly what you're feeling. And you just need to reach out and find them. Um, if they, but they might find you, you know, if you start, if you're open to finally, if you're finally open to start talking about it, not being ashamed of your secret, just even put that out to the universe and God and the universe will direct somebody your way. You'll come, come across and they will help you because you meet people like that every day. Yeah. Open yourself up to, for that person that's looking for you.
That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for sharing, sharing yourself, sharing your story. If people do want to reach out to you, how can they, how can they find you? Yeah. On, on Instagram and Facebook, both my name is Laura spelled L O R A Kirby K I R B Y. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, thank you, Jonathan. I really appreciate it. I really, really appreciate it. I needed this today. I needed to know why I'm doing what I'm doing why I'm speaking about it. So I appreciate it. You, you've helped a lot of people and you're going to continue to help a lot of people. So grateful for you. And thank, thank you everybody else for, for joining us. Uh, please remember you are loved and we'll see you next mm-hmm. time.